Hang in at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. It's Cofield and Company. All right, you heard it. T.I. is the spot. Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. We are here for the next hour. We're going to effort to Steve Cofield, who just landed out there in Michigan, can get to the hotel in time and uh, join the program. Uh, but we got special guest here at the uh, set, Patrick Berberts with us, risk supervisor here at the TI Sportsbook. So, first off, I mean, from your, your side of the counter, what is this like now having football back, uh, handle-wise, excitement-wise, money coming through? This has got to be a massive ramp-up for you guys, huh? No, this is wonderful. Um, and we're all excited to have football back. It was a great showing last night between the Lions and the Chiefs. Everybody came out to watch the game. We had a lot of action on it. And um, everybody's in town for week one NFL, so we're pretty excited to see where the handle's going this weekend. How'd you guys do? I know there was a lot of books that were reporting some heavy liability on Detroit. Were you guys the same way? Um, over here, it was uh, Chiefs in the over, so okay. we made out pretty well on that. Okay, good, good. All right, so let's start with this, big picture-wise, uh, for you guys. What are some of the bigger uh, bigger hit things? We'll, we'll go big picture. We'll go, like, Division or, or Super Bowl. Who are some of the more popular teams for you guys? Um, right now, everybody... Seems to be the uh, phase going through all the sports books. Colorado is a big hit. Um, as far as uh, the NFL, everybody's in on the Chargers this year. Um, the Bills are still a popular favorite. Um, a lot of action coming in on the Jets now that Aaron Rodgers is there. Colorado to win the national championship or here against Nebraska just this weekend? Um, here against Nebraska okay. this weekend. All right, so where'd you guys? Where, what's it been like? Where'd you guys open up? Uh, did you guys open three or... or uh Where'd you guys open and where are you at now? Uh, we opened a little bit later than everybody else, okay. but when we opened, at, I believe we opened at two okay. and we sat in at two and a half right now with the market. Okay, so, so we got back under three here. Okay, yep. interesting. Where do you think that thing closes? Because a vast majority of these betters are coming in tomorrow morning. Where do you think that thing closes? I might see this line getting up to three and a half just because of all the liability yeah. this game's going to get. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, when you watched it on against TCU, what would you make of it and, and what do you expect here this weekend? I think that quarterback for Colorado, Shadora Sanders, is really good. Um, he's going to put on another show tomorrow. Um, the defense, a little bit questionable, but they got some key players there with Travis Hunter playing both sides of the ball. Um, they have another good corner, so it's going to be interesting to see that game tomorrow. Yeah, I can't wait. I, it's 9 a.m., so it's going to be awesome. You can start the day off right away. And I can't – I did – I. some of the spots opened up the look-ahead line at like 8.5 in favor of Nebraska – I couldn't help myself. I do have a Nebraska plus three ticket. I'm, I'm willing to take it on the chin. You know, that's such a crazy flip if you're talking about eight and a half at the open. Again, we didn't know that much about these teams. To get to three now, I'm willing to take that hit if it comes. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Yep. So, all right. So, let's talk. Uh, what else do you guys, before we get to some of the games and everything else, what are you guys offering uh, in terms of maybe some of the standalone games, prop bets, everything like that? What's on the menu? Um, so, it's pretty exciting. So, this year we incorporated some player props, something we haven't done in the past. Um, so we're doing player props for all the primetime games and then some key 10 a.m. NFL games and key 1 p.m. NFL games. So for this week, uh, we took some props on the Lions and the Chiefs last night, obviously, primetime game. And for this weekend, our key game that we're going to keep taking prop bets on are Dolphins and the Chargers. Yeah. So what? as you guys, like from behind the counter, as this has kind of grown and other, other markets, obviously, in terms of different states are now doing this, 
sports bettors want more, and obviously you're adding to your menu too. So do you guys have those conversations about, all right, what else can we add? You guys added player props. Do you guys consistently have those? Like they want more, so let's give them more. Yeah, we have conversations here internally. Um, a lot of the guys here are young, so we know yeah. what the uh, generation nowadays wants. And then we also get a lot of requests over the counter, so we put everything together and kind of make a menu out of that. That's in I don't want to be ageist. That is the important part because out here in Nevada where you have all the different restrictions and a lot a lot of things are a lot different than what happens out in other spots. I mean, even as simple as like remote sign up and deposit and things like that, you know, you got to come in. But it is going to be fascinating as this grows and, and younger guys get into it, how Nevada is going to evolve and how guys like you are going to be able to push gaming to kind of break away from some of this stuff. You know, I think it's desperately needed. Yeah, I, I, I believe it is too. Um Back when I first started seeing uh, props out here, the menu everywhere was uh, very limited. Um, and like you said, it had to do with a lot of the gaming regulations and stuff. But now this is a, it's a very popular, it's a high demand. It's like what the people want. Patrick Berber with us again, risk supervisor out here at TI Sportsbook. All right, let's transition really quick, actually, before we go back to the National Football League. Alabama, Texas coming up this weekend as well. Uh, where are you at with that number? I know last time I looked it was seven, so you can give us the update there and what yeah. you expect. Uh, we're sitting at seven still in that game, a total of 53 and a half. Um, Alabama, it's tough to write out. They're in the championship every single year. Um, Texas is obviously a big betting favorite every year. People love watching Texas football. So I think we're going to be able to get a good handle on both sides of that game. It's going to be great action. My theory is that when the smoke clears, everybody, obviously LSU falls right away, right, to Florida State, and that second half was pretty bad. And I know it's only Middle Tennessee, but I watched Jalen Monroe, and I'm like, you know what, I got this sneaking suspicion that this is going to be one of the best defenses in the country, and we're going to be sitting there in the SEC championship game. It's going to be 1-2 Alabama. Both of them are going to make it, and Alabama's going to be everything we expect, like from usual Alabama. This year, not so much, but I, I think they're actually going to be right up there with Georgia again. I, I believe so, too. You know, uh, Jalen Moreau was very questionable last year. He didn't look that good. They brought in the uh, transfer from Notre Dame to um, compete with him, and they gave Jalen Moreau the starting job. Um, I, I think... Nick Saban wouldn't have gave it to him if he doesn't believe he had it. So, like you said, their defense is going to be great this year. I'm pretty sure that they're going to be in the running again and compete with Georgia for SEC championship and then a college football championship. So, we obviously, we cover UNLV in the Mountain West. Uh, I'm going to tie this into one of the big games as well in college football. One of the more popular plays last weekend was Wyoming catching 14 at home against Texas Tech. We know what happens. They go out there, they lose in overtime. Now Texas Tech's back home, catch about six and a half against Oregon. Where are you guys at, and what, what do you think is going to happen there? Do you, do you think this closes over seven, or heck, maybe you're at seven now? Yeah, actually, right now we're at Oregon six and a half. Okay. Total on that game is at 69 and a half. I think we're going to close north of seven on this game. Um, just people are going to think it, a lot of people like to think there was a fluke wins on, on those week ones. Teams not... A lot of the big teams playing the smaller teams, um, overachieving expectations. And Oregon's a powerhouse. Uh, people love watching Bo Nix over there. I think the public's going to be on Oregon big over here. Helps when you drop. They drop 81 last weekend? Something like that? 81 to 7. Yeah, making the Oregon Duck do 1,000 push-ups doesn't really help out at all. All right, under-the-radar college game that interests you the most? Because mine, New Mexico State and Liberty. I... And very anti-Liberty Flame. But what would be a game that maybe not um, among the big ones that sticks out to you the most? It's not really a big game, but uh, UCLA-San Diego State's going to be go. quite interesting. Um, San Diego State offense has looked pretty lethargic the first two weeks, but their defense, as we know, is always upper echelon. Um, UCLA, one of the power big uh, 
Pac-12 programs. They got a lot of question marks on that team now. Uh, they lost their starting quarterback. Um, a lot of new roster additions to that team. So it's they struggled a little bit last week against Coastal Carolina. They got it done, but it's going to be interesting to see how their offense performs against a better defense this week. So for this, is I work here at ESPN Las Vegas. One of my main jobs is I work for a sports betting network, VEASAN, and I do our college lines opening show on Sundays. That was one line where you saw that open up nine and just skyrocketed. I think we're up to like 15 now. I think San Diego State stinks. So I cannot wait to see what's going to happen with that. Um, but I think the market's getting that right. All right, let's transition over to National Football League. And again, Patrick Berbert's here with us, risk supervisor here at TI, so you can come down and say what's up and check out everything they have to offer. Got to say, too, underrated part about the sports book here that is a lost art in some sports books uh, around the country and in Las Vegas. The individual TVs and setups, you can come down. If you get in in enough time, you can sit down and watch the game and get your own spot. All right, National Football League. Best team in the NFL, according to Patrick Berbert, is who? Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah? Still in, huh? I believe. Yeah? They're, they're just loaded all around at every position. Um, quarterback, running back, wide receivers, two of the top two um, in the league. Defense is loaded. Offensive line is great, as we know. Defensive line is just... They're in the trenches every week. So one of the things that has stuck out, and we can tie in Philly, is we got to as low as, what, three and a half for New England on Sunday? Now we're kind of bouncing around three and a half, four. Where are you guys at? We're, we're back up to four and a half now. Yeah. Um, a lot of sharp money came in on the Patriots early, but I, th- I think the right side of this game is the Eagles. Um, it's, it's always tough going into Foxborough and playing, but got to remember, it's still a little warmer over there right now. Teams aren't playing in the cold yet, mm-hmm. so... I think the Eagles are going to be able to get it done this weekend. So you mentioned people coming into town because it is the first week of the NFL season, and I was talking to people around town too, and they echo the same thing. So what does Sunday from a betting standpoint look like in terms of movement? Because I would assume with the higher concentration of public bettors out here, right, because they want to do just that. They want to bet. They want to watch. You're probably going to get some pretty crazy line swings on Sunday morning. Uh, I I believe so. Um, Sunday morning, it's going to be very interesting watching the uh, screen move. I think we're going to see some things that we're not expecting to see just because there's going to be so much money flowing through. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. Where do you think you might end up the most lopsided on all these games? Who do you think is going to be the most popular side? One of these big – I mean, like we were talking about this earlier, the injury report for Arizona continues to grow, and they look like they want to lose. I wouldn't be surprised if that seven continues to climb, but that's my guess. I wouldn't be surprised at that also. As you said, they're – they're not going to be good. They're in full tank mode. I mean, they just recently signed Joshua Dobbs. That's going to be their starting quarterback yep. this week. It's it's going to be pretty brutal for them. Um, as far as a uh, lopsided um, team that I see that's going to be bet this week, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Jaguars taking in all the money against the Colts. Yep. Um, Jonathan Taylor's out. That's a whole situation going on there. Uh, rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson starting for them. We don't know exactly what he's going to be yet. So, so I have I've got a, quite a few bets for Sunday. I do have what I have deemed the most popular teaser, I would assume, the AFC North teaser of Pittsburgh and Cleveland. How, how inundated with teasers at all do you guys get, or do public betters not really do a lot of the teasers? And if they do, do, they, do you guys offer, like, the mega teasers? We, we don't here. Um, we're, we, we work teasers a little differently here. Okay. So where most books offer two-team teasers, we uh, offer three-team teasers okay. to start with. So, um, But I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if that's a popular teaser pick just because you're getting the two and a half with the Browns and then the two with the Steelers, actually two and a half with the Steelers, and then you tease that up six points. You threw a touchdown for both those squads. Yep. Um, I believe that will be a popular pick. So what's your favorite game on the board Sunday? Um, 
I think I got two games here on the board that I like. I do like the Saints minus the three. Okay. And then I also I like the uh, under in the uh, Patriots Eagles game. Okay, I like it. Yeah, totals are where it's at. By the way, this uh, for those who don't know that open 46, and you're down to like 44, 44, uh, 44 and a half, 45. So I can't wait to watch that. And we have crazy part is we got some low totals on the board this week. Uh, we do. We yeah. Do. So yeah. those are teaser opportunities. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I was just gonna say that we have a uh, low totals on the board this week. Um, like the, the thing, the thing a lot of people don't understand is that weeks one through four of, of the regular season are like a second preseason because mm-hmm. a lot of these starters don't play in the preseason especially the big ones and you've seen it last night in the chiefs lions games a lot of these starters they were exhausted especially when the defense was on the field for a long time so popular pick last night was the chiefs lions over the total i think was like 52 and a half 53 and a half bouncing around there and it, it sailed under yep. and i think we're going to see that a lot more this week yep all right we'll get you out of here on this buffalo on the road monday night two and a half point favorite two-part question does that get to that full three? I would think it doesn't. If it does, it gets snatched up pretty quickly. And what do you make of the Jets experiment here with Aaron Rodgers? I, I love it. Um, Jets, elite defense, shutdown corner. Offense, Garrett Wilson looks like he's going to be a great receiver. Um, Brees Hall, as we know, is back from his injury. They bring in Dalvin Cook. Their missing piece was the quarterback all along. They were not able to run an offense with Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco, veteran who's been in the league for a long time. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is still playing at a high level, and now that he has a great team with him in New York, as he, he had a great team in Green Bay, but this is a great young team with him. I think they're going to do some great things. All right, man. Before we get you out of here, uh, anything else you want to let anybody know? Again, props, what you guys are offering here, what Sundays are going to be like uh, at Golden Circle? Uh, Sundays at Golden Circles, it's going to be great. we got a lot of large screen HD LED TVs. Um, we got two full-service bars on each side, so we got two sounds going. One one side, one sound, another side, the other sound. Uh, we got a huge prop selection now on the big games. Um, we're offering anything from QB props to running back props, receiver props, anytime touchdown props. We're offering first touchdown score and some miscellaneous game props like fun ones. Will the game go to overtime? Will there be a defensive touchdown? Things of that nature. Um, I think it's going to be a fun weekend here. We're going to see a lot of action on those props, a lot of action on the sides and the totals, and everybody's going to be here enjoying their time. Outside of all that, best part, free parking. So you come down, get free parking, uh, say what's up to Patrick, and then, of course, bet away because week one of the NFL season is here. Patrick Burbert, risk supervisor here at Golden Circle Sportsbook. Thanks a lot, man, for coming on. We're going to take our break. We're going to effort Steve Cofield out in Detroit. Four bucks pays 10614 Detroit Lions. Yeah. Niners. Okay. Jets. Uh, Jags. Yeah. Chiefs. Sure. Browns. Browns. Dallas. No. Carolina Panthers. That's four wins of 10000 $4 would you I get what you put, why you put four on it. Go ahead. What's the next one? Now back to Cofield and Company, live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. You know, it's football season when you get the eight-leg division winner parlay as a recommendation. That was not Steve Cofield's voice, although that was Steve Cofield's laugh, who is in what seems to be a somewhat dark, I always forget time zones, Ann Arbor. Is it dark behind Uh, you? Is it nighttime? Oh, yeah. It's dark. 
How's it going, man? Are you uh, so? I don't know if I would tell you. I I texted you earlier. I said, Steve, it's all right. You can trust us with your baby. We're going to take care of the show. You can just take the day off. <laughs> you had an hour and a half delay sitting on the tarmac. You had a bus ride into Ann Arbor. You all right? I would be so mad. Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, I know there, there's delays when you travel. No, it was more of I, I hate putting you guys in a position where I was supposed to be here in the middle of the show, and so I feel really guilty about it. It's not a. I know you can do the show. You do radio, a lot of radio, so I know you can do it. I'm national. Um, you would have been. You would have loved it earlier. Actually, uh, the first hour was. We did not get to get Mark on Mark McMillan, uh, chef. Well, so here's the thing. So we had him. Then we get him on clean feed. He's all good with Demon. Then the second we put him on, yeah, nothing. So then we're like, all right, well, it's not working. Let's get him on the phone. Demon calls him on the phone. All right, Mark, what you were saying? We're going to say it. Come on. And then it doesn't work. So then Demon actually reconnects him, and I hear him. He's crystal clear. We're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Clean feed again. Mark, give it to us one more time. Well, what happened? Absolutely not. Three times. Absolutely nothing. So it went. It went absolutely great. It would have. Demon was at the point where he was just laughing. He couldn't do. It. What are you gonna do? Huh? Technology is is a fickle a beast. So the phones are the worst now. I hate. I hate the phones. The funny thing is, I'm not gonna say exactly where he lives, but Mark lives in Henderson, but not like it's not Wagon Wheel at like the corner of the valley. He lives right. in kind of Henderson proper, and I, I don't know what's going on with his phone reception lately. So if he complains, just let him know. We we tried, we tried, Mark. We really he, tried hard. That dude's the happiest guy on the face of the earth. He's not going to complain. You know that. Of course, oh, of course. I never. He, I mean, he doesn't even know who I am, and he smiles and hands shakes my hand every time I walk by him. So, um, <laughs> so I saw a tweet from Caleb. Want to get your thoughts? Because Caleb had uh, tweeted the second you guys landed uh, that he, you know, every day, even though he's not part of the team, he gets kind of nervous, excited. Did you get a Do you get a sense of the vibe on the plane, like how these guys are feeling, or is there anticipation? Is there excitement? I mean, it's got to be a weird feeling going and playing in a place like that against a team with the history that Michigan does, but also understanding that from a, you know, what everybody expects, you are up against it from a results standpoint. Yeah, I think they believe they have a chance, although it was interesting with Amani Trigg-Wright. Uh, we played part of the interview yesterday with Caleb, and towards the end of the interview, he was talking about, you know, making a good effort and we think we can compete. And if, you know, if we don't win, at least we get some positives out of it. So I don't love hearing that, but I, but here's the deal. It's also realistic. Like this is a really hard game and now the numbers pushed up to 37. So they know they're in for it to a certain extent, but I've also seen him in, you know, in some games against big opponents, you know, the, the program has competed in games like this and. I think if everyone's healthy, they have a good shot. I'm not sure about the complete health of everyone, especially on the offensive line. So that would be the the one thing I'm a little worried about. And, you know, you and I talked, I think we did, I don't know, I talked to so many people this week. They they do have to shore up their defense a little bit. I think Brian is a decent offensive team for an FCS team, and they were able to run the ball. So the tackling's got to be a little bit better. And uh, on on defense, I mean, if they, if they can't stop the run against Blake Corum, you know, <laughs> and some of the other dudes like J.J. McCarthy, if he gets outside, he can run. They've got to be more than representative defensively against the run, or it's going to be a long day. My, so my thing that I told him on earlier was the thing that worried me about the Bryant game, I feel like in games like that, like, like I invoked Eliel Hemeray last year, and who, who they opened up with again last year was Idaho State? Idaho State. Yeah. In, in that Eliel Hemeray after that game was the highest graded defender in the nation in PFF, looked like, looked like clearly the best defensive player or just best player and athlete on the field and generated a lot of negative plays for their offense, for Idaho State's offense. 
I didn't see that against Bryant. And if you're not able to get a lot of negative plays or generate them as a defense, like physically outmatch them, tackles in the backfield, tackles for a loss, sacks, I feel worried about what you can do in the trenches against an offensive line like Michigan's. Yeah, I'll say, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but it is true, uh, Bryant, I think, is probably better than Idaho State was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their offensive line is better, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean they shouldn't be able to you know, make their way against them. So they were going against a little better team up front so it's not as easy to to make waves but they I, I in the end and i said it when i was doing the the tv call in the end it was it was a productive game because you win by 30 you win 45 or 44 14 but then you also get some productive things on film where it's like hey do not be happy with that performance here's all the mistakes so and it sounded like you know from talking to different guys on the team that you know they watched a lot of film and they diagnosed some of the problems like immediately uh whether it was Saturday night or into Sunday or on Monday, so they know they they know that wasn't you know they're not they're not walking out of that going oh we did just fine defensively no they had some holes. So it is they get a, a big opportunity. It's on big CBS right. It's on big CBS it's on tomorrow. Big, yep. Yeah, big CBS. Yep, big so CBS. At uh, I think now the official kick is twelve thirty nine. So you get a big platform, and especially you know everybody's excited because not only is college football back, everybody's going to be ramped up after Nebraska goes in there. And beats Colorado. I have taken three points with the Cornhuskers. Uh, this is this is purely a number thing. The look ahead line in the summer was eight and a half. We are now circa opened up five. It got down to three. It, all it is, I'm willing to lose. I'm willing to go down on taking three with the team. The odds makers thought was an eight and a half point favorite on the road two weeks ago. It's just the right thing to do. Yes. If you do the right thing when you bet. You do it consistently, you're going to come out ahead. So That's right. It'll be us licking our wounds tomorrow. I actually, as soon as I got in the car to come to the hotel, I, as soon as I hit the ground, I was like, all right, where are the books in Michigan? Um, I have a question for you, and I don't think you're going to have the answer. I texted Candy. Um, I had one app that I have in Arizona let me bet from the account um, the money in Arizona without me downloading that same account here in Michigan. But then I tried another one and maybe download the account in Michigan, but I noticed that the money, my money bank was now bigger because I deposited here, but it actually added. So I'll just mention them, it's DraftKings in Arizona. So I was able to bet DraftKings here without really doing anything special out of the Arizona account. And then I tried BetMGM and they made me download the, the, uh, the Michigan account, which then comboed with my Kansas account. I sound like a complete degenerate. Hmm. Um, but I was not allowed initially to bet. <laughs> I know. Demond nods. He's like, yes, you do. <laughs> I, I know. Well, here, I, I try to go, each state I go to, I try to open an account. But it looks like now, John, the, the bonuses, if you already signed up in another state, it doesn't look like it's applicable in the new state. So, obviously, oh. uh, I, won't, I will not be depositing any more money because that's what I was trying to do. I think they had, like, a bet five, get 200 here for one of them yep and uh, neither one of them gave me any sort of bonus so hey, uh, the, day, the days of the great bonuses are over you know if you use promo code sharp and yeah, it's a v specific code uh you can get yeah five dollars uh, gets you two hundred dollar free bet maybe you should try the promo code DraftKings, great book um i would say that's I, a good point I yeah. forgot you, <laughs> you forgot <laughs> that that's yeah, my employer they, they already had one they had the same exact bonus here um but i think you had to be a new yeah. account holder period uh, Adam would probably be able to answer this better. I think it's like uh, book specific, like in a software thing, to where really? if you have an account, and then you can like geolocate. It's so like like for DraftKings, they don't have 
like for William Hill has different books for different states. Same thing with others. For DraftKings, yeah. it's like a DraftKings app, and then it just geolocates you, and then you go from there. So right. I think well, I'm gonna that's try, the way. I have Caesars in two other states. So I'm going to try signing up for a Caesars as well, Damon, so I will have three accounts here. What, what, don't shake your head. What's the problem? Well, as long as you can get the best deal, right? That's what, is that what you're chasing? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get a bonus in each state, but the first two I tried, no dice. Well, so the pro- the problem is, Damon, you're like, this, this is degeneracy, even though I never got in on it. So Steve mentioned the bonuses and how they kind of like they're not the same. When they when these sports books first came around in the United States, they were offering so many different bonuses and they were so good that if you actually played your cards right in betting on the right things and then betting it on the, using your bonuses, you were locking in like really good amounts of profit just by using your bonuses the right way. So they really had to cut them back because you're willing to lose money to a certain extent to establish a new customer base. But then after that, you're like, all right, we got all these people in. We don't need to offer these bonuses anymore because we're kind of getting killed on these things. So a lot of smart yeah, people were going in. I don't have a ton of money, but I have, you know, say like three, four, five hundred dollars parked in a bunch of different states where I only put in like a hundred or two hundred starts. So. Do they have uh, does it doesn't mean I won bets, although actually for for the Arizona books that I got in with, I actually, the bonuses, I hit on like 80% of the bonus bets. So I got lucky there and built up a little bankroll. It's not a whole lot of money. Does Michigan have online casino stuff as well? It, it looked like it, yeah. It looked oh, like there boy. was like three different options with BetMGM. I'm telling you, Demond, that's my danger too. You talk about that. Being driven around New Jersey and being able to play video poker on my phone <laughs> with real money. I, I couldn't I wouldn't be able to live out there. I, and then the best part is I actually hit four aces in the back of a car. So I was like, all right, I gotta stop. I gotta stop because I'm just gonna keep going. That's the real dangerous part. Not the not the all the apps and everything like that. It's being able to fire up my phone and play video poker for real money at any time I want and deposit just as easily. No, can't do it. Uh, that the the crazy thing is the depositing because we are so we're still so far behind in Nevada. Yep. That you have to, I mean, there's easier ways to deposit in Nevada than there used to be, but the fact that you can just put a credit card on there, maybe for a small fee and then reload your account, is uh, that's a little bit dangerous. I just so I know we're, we're a little, um, go ahead, Damon, what were you saying? I just want to take my 20 to the book, you know, this, that way I don't have to worry that's about any of this. Yeah, you're only, you're only betting money you have, right? Yeah, because what you guys are talking about sounds crazy, but I digress. <laughs> Well, it can be crazy if you lose control, but I'm also not a big better. Um, I was going to say pizza money, but now I feel like now I feel like people are going to say I stole it. I heard uh, heard and uh, J Mac using pizza money, the term pizza money on their show, which fact is because Brad Powers has kind of laughed that I use it when we talked to Brad Powers. I think that was an R J Bell thing. So, well, Colin you know, oh, sort okay. of worked with R J, so now they're all stealing it. So I won't use it anymore. Now it'll be I- like sub money. Yeah, I was going to say, I never really understood the correlation to pizza. Pizza's not cheap. No, it's not anymore. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like I, it's probably like value menu money, I guess, or something like that. You know, gas station money. But I never really good. understood I never really understood it. Do you have, right. so you invoke Brad Powers, I will say. I had a great moment earlier this week where on one of our shows on Visa, and I was asked, hey, what's your best bet this weekend in college football? And so I went on this big spiel about New Mexico State. And about how Liberty was, you know, trashing their game against Bowling Green because I bet against them. And how even though they had five interceptions thrown their way, they still barely got by. And if you got in on the good number, you didn't even cover or Liberty didn't even cover. 
And I was told, like, oh, Brad came on yesterday, and that was his best bet, too, was New Mexico State. So I'm in. I, when a smart guy, when I coincide with a smart guy, I'm in. What is the pizza money best bet from Steve Cofield? Oh, you actually want my best bet? I'm yeah. You're throwing me off. Uh, well, so far I put in, and some, this isn't a best bet. Um, I put in Boise plus three and a half because I just I think that's an overreaction. To I laid two. Let's go. Oh, you did? Yeah, I laid two on Sunday. Let's do it. Yeah, I didn't. I uh, You know, Brad actually scolded me yesterday because I was mentioning betting a game, and he's like, hey, it was uh, three points higher the other day, moron, so don't bet it now. <laughs> I, I didn't get to look on Sunday. Um, I wa- actually, I want to do some – I want to roll through all the NFL games before we get sure. out of here, and we only have a half an hour left. But um, I'm sure you guys talked about it a lot today. Um what was your general take on last night with the Chiefs and the Lions? Are Chiefs headed for a ten-win season now? Uh, I think no. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't think. I'll put it this way: they could be, but it didn't. Last night did not change what I thought because it's one data point of seventeen that we're going to totally see. I would say, as I told Demon, don't let the bad wide receiver play distract you from how bad that offensive line was. And I think yep. that's kind of a worry as well because I actually think drops are more a thing of variance. Professional wide receivers are not going to drop as many balls as they did in that game, and especially the odd variance of them being on third down of all the downs. Like, right. that that seemed like bad coincidence. Am I sitting here as I thought the Chiefs were probably going to be about an 11-win team? Do I think they're going to be a 9 or 10 team or 9 or 10-win team now? No, and also because they're going to get Travis Kelsey back. I still think the Chiefs are 12 or 13 win team. Um, I also thought, like, all the attention the wide receivers got for all these drops, Mahomes was not that sharp. There were a lot of balls that were behind guys. I mean, that one play where, and they, you know, they talked about it on the broadcast, like the, you know, as the mesh was happening, I know Kadarius Tony dropped one at his legs, but he couldn't see the freaking ball because another receiver ran in front of him. I thought... I thought Mahomes threw some some bad balls. Uh, there were some really terrible drops, but I, I think you nailed it. Um, and I don't know if the Lions had it scouted ahead of time. What is it, Trey Smith? Is he the right guard for the kid the kid out of Tennessee? Is that his name? Yep. Um, was like a six-round pick. I mean, they put Hutchinson over him, and it was just absolute destruction. And, you know, then the other one is, did you guys get into the freaking the right tackle, like jumping every time? No, we did not. So we didn't hit on that yet. I'll let you go because I have my thoughts on this because I thought I actually you go ahead because I, I have thoughts well it's probably legal I yeah. think when and they gave us an angle because the, the way Collinsworth explained it was hey his helmet's got to be at least even with the waist of the center and then they gave us a shot behind and it was actually the right tackle behind the right tackle so it looked like he was like way the hell back I don't think referees just arbitrarily decide as a group to not make the call and the one they did late like he was like two seconds ahead like you had to call that but i wonder in in other you know uh whatever coaching staffs and other teams if they're like wait we can do that yeah like let's start practicing that so we freaking time it because they weren't calling and i'd love to see how other officiating crews would call it it was it just this officiating crew or will other officiating crews allow that to happen because it i look like he was getting a hell of a jump or he's just the most brilliant tackle in the history of football being able to time exactly when the ball is going to be snapped i i thought there were actually quite a few where his timing was brilliant if you if there were like there's somebody sent i can't remember who put it up it was like he's false starting every time and then i looked at the clip yeah. that they sent out and i'm watching it i'm like he's like right in line with the ball like the second the ball moves he does too and somebody even responded he's like 
somebody was like, the one you're showing isn't a false start. And the guy's like, right. yeah, but there were others. And I'm like, what the? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, maybe. I'm just more irritated as in, as we talk about a lot with officiating, just be consistent. The fact, and look, 4th and 20, 4th and 25, there's not a massive difference. But you're going to call it there. Then you should have called it the entire game. What were you watching? Right. It, there was not a massive difference from that false start as opposed to the other ones that could have potentially been called. Well, wasn't there a call against the Lions a couple of plays before that? It almost felt like, well, we got to make up for the call right. that we made against the Lions. The other thing that was fascinating is down the stretch, the action by both coaches around midfield. Dude. What do you think? I, I thought, for once, I actually thought Reed should have gotten, well, I don't even know how to say this because Adam Hill always wants us to say, if you punt, you're actually making the risky move. But I actually thought uh, Reed, with over two minutes left, on a fourth and 20, with three timeouts left, punt it. So punt it. The the win probability stuff says punt, actually. Even even does, factoring yeah. yeah, even factoring in Patrick Holmes as your quarterback, it says punt. Now, as I told Damon, because a lot of the nerds that I, I think I'm a fellow nerd irritate me with, they a lot of them did the well actually what you should do is run out of bounds at the nine yard line, and so then the Lions don't have a choice on fourth down. They either have to kick a field goal or score a touchdown and you have a chance of getting the ball back. And it's like, okay, yes, that's easy to say wow. that. Right. That would have been awesome. Right. Holy and, crap. Yeah. They just run backwards to the nine and got out of bounds. Because think about it, if you get there before the two minute warning, which they would have, because I think it was like two twenty left or something, somewhere yeah. around that. So then you have the two-minute warning, you have three timeouts, and they only have 10 yards. They, like, there is no first down that ices it. Right. So if they score a touchdown, I think Campbell goes for two. But even then, you can stop it and have a chance to score a touchdown and extend the game out. Or, you know, they kick a field goal, and again, you have a chance to get the ball back and go. That's like the optimal thing to do, is to run out at the nine and then force them to make that decision. Did, did you like – I thought in spirit it was good. Did you like Campbell going for it? On fourth and three, and where was the ball? Like the Kansas City forty-four, or something like that. Absolutely hated it, even with the result. Did in you mind. really? Absolutely hated it. Because well, because here's the thing: it's not the action of going for it. You have a fake punt that worked. Why do you use that in the first quarter on your own nineteen? Like you, I think you save that bullet for more high leverage spots in fourth downs that I think are a little bit more important than a first quarter drive. Now it ended up in a touchdown, but that was it. Wasn't going for it that I had an issue with. It was using the fake punt. You could save that for something later. With the win over the Chiefs, do you upgrade the Lions? Because I still would not. If I could bet it right now, I don't know if you can get an adjusted win total number, but I still wouldn't bet them over 9.5. No. I don't I care don't. that they beat the Chiefs. I don't think so. I mean, I think, you know, we had a, we had a, a listener of the show that we were, you know, uh, going back and forth with earlier that was uh, making fun of me too, in a, in a fun way. Uh, it was Robert and um, and... I was kind of making the case like they didn't really do any. If you watch that game and your takeaway was Detroit's for real, I don't. I think you need to watch the game again because I think there was a lot of things that worked against the Kansas City Chiefs that didn't really help. All right, I'm over here. Ti Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. Steve is out there in Ann Arbor, which I don't know. I feel like it's always cold there. It's probably not, but I just feel like it's always cold in the state no, of Michigan. It's, nice. it's not humid. Like Seventy-one tomorrow. Humid. Little humid. It's actually okay. humid in the hotel lobby. I'm sweating. Okay. All right, cool. I just wanted you to say a word with an H at the beginning so you wouldn't say humid. Uh, all right, we'll take our break. We'll come back. We'll run through the NFL slate for Sunday. Cofield and Company presents... Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. 
Stick your hand in there, Dave. A reminder, a couple of things before we get to the NFL slate. First off, TI Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. Uh, that is where we're at right now. Awesome spot. You can watch the rest of this Kansas-Illinois game. Kansas up 21 nothing right now over the fight in Illini. Great spot. They're also starting to add to their betting uh, menu. Uh, we got to talk earlier before Steve came on uh, about the additions here with Patrick Burbert, who was with us, the risk supervisor. So a lot of additions on the menu that you can take advantage of, especially for football Sundays and college football Saturdays. And speaking of, two things. Throw the flag live right from here, Golden Circle Sportsbook yep. and Bar. Yep. That's at 9 a.m.? Yep, 9 to 11. I think it's just Lindsay. I'm not sure who the co-host is. I think Magnum is uh, out for the show. So that's 9 to 11. What about and the second thing? the second thing was... The return of our Sunday morning programming, 8 a.m. Pacific right. time. Uh, we do have the, I never know the official title, so we'll just go with NFL preview show live from the Westgate Superbook with Danny Smythe, who is going to be taking that over, so make sure you check that thing out. Uh, a lot of good drink specials and uh, card specials, and of course, a reminder for everybody out there, too, uh, with the Westgate, uh, you can get in there. The food and beer deals in the theater are great, and you can get the bet 100, get 100 for new customers, free deposits on the Apple Play Plus, too. Danny will have all the details on that yes. on Sunday. I like Danny in charge of the Sunday football preview show. Sunday football preview like show. There we go, yeah. But it, the name changes every year when when we change host every year. It changed every break. I'm not break. sure what Willie called it last year. It changed every break with me. <laughs> like I, had, <laughs> I had no idea what to call it at all. So uh, before we race through the NFL, you were asking me for what my best play is in college. Yes. By the way, what is your best play in college? New Mexico State. That's why I brought that up with Brad, because I I had already come to that conclusion. And then to find out that was also Brad, or at least that's what he told one of our shows, I was like, all right, I'm in even more now. I'm going to be completely lame on this, because now i got to find the right number. I wanted to take uh, San Diego State plus 14.5 against UCLA, but now it's dropped down to uh, 13.5. That got to as high as 15, man. Eh, I still may bet Northwestern, believe it or not. They were actually getting one and a half until today. Now they're yeah. laying one and a half against UTEP. So I'm on the wrong side of a lot of these numbers that I was fired up to bet. I should have bet it up early or should have bet it earlier in the week. Yep. That was my I was amazed. UTEP a road favorite against a power five team. That's crazy. It's but you know what Northwestern might be that bad. I, I haven't seen their quarterback situation, so I wanna read up on that. But the guy who started last week a transfer from Cincy was terrible. The backup came in and looked a little bit better. On Sunday, although there's also the factor that uh, it's a little bit of short notice too. So Northwestern's yep. playing on six days' notice. So you want to go through the NFL slate? You want to uh, steer the ship here? Sure, I got them all in front of me. Demond, you have to pick against the spread as well. We're going to keep records, so please, yep. let's do it. Carolina at Atlanta. Current number will go by consensus number here: three and a half. Falcons favored. Steve, uh, I'm going to take the Panthers, even though I don't truly believe in the bad. The, 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 Pan- the Falcons have become way too public. Devon? Falcons. All right, Panthers. So I'll go with Panthers as well. So Panthers plus three and a half. Steve and JVT on the Panthers. Demon on the Falcons. Houston, Baltimore, number is now nine and a half. Total 43 and a half. We're only picking sides here. Demon, nine and a half point favorite. The Ravens are against the Texans. What do you got? Baltimore. Okay, simple, short and sweet. <laughs> I'm taking the Texans plus the points. I'm going to go with Demon on this. I'll go with the, I'll go with the Baltimore Ravens minus nine and a half. So I'll, in unity there. Hard one here. Cincinnati and Cleveland. Cincinnati down to a one. And a consensus we'll call two. Two-point yeah. favorite, Cincinnati, on the road against the Cleveland Browns. Steve? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm gonna, I actually am going to lay the points. I'm going to go against the Sharps on this one and lay the two with the Bengals. Okay. All right. Damon? Going with the Bengals. 
I'm going Cleveland. I'm all in yeah, on Cleveland. I'm, I'm, I, I, I have them already on. I have an AFC North teaser with the Browns and the Steelers. Uh, I have Browns to win the division. I've got Miles Garrett to win Defensive Player of the Year. It's a big Cleveland year for me. So hopefully I'm going to be not disappointed, unlike everybody else. My Indianapolis Colts, four-and-a-half-point home underdogs to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ooh, Damon, a divisional home underdog. It's a juicy spot. What are you thinking? Yeah. I'm taking the Colts. There you go. That's the oh, shock wow. mindset. Yeah, 15, 2, and 1 going back, whatever it is, like 11 years, going back a few more. It's, uh, it drops down a little bit, 20, 21 and 5 against the spread. I'll take the Colts. I want something to root for. I want Anthony Richardson to come out and, and blow it up, so I'll take the 5 at home. Man, you guys, terrible decision. <laughs> Colts are getting smoked. Give me the Jags minus four and a half. I I really interested for those who don't really know the quarterback situation for Indy. They're going with a lot of unproven dudes at corner. Like their top four guys up there. I have some real questions about how good they're going to be. Not a lot of track record in the NFL. So I think at least against a team like Jacksonville, they might get smoked. Minnesota, Tampa Bay Vikings five and a half point favorite. Total of forty six. This is one of those that I have nothing on. I will go first. I kind of think Tampa Bay is being forgotten in terms of how much they have early on. They might be a little bit more competitive. Give me the Bucks plus five and a half. Come on, go ahead. Uh, you could give me seven for Minnesota, and I'm still taking them. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually think people are sleeping on Minnesota. I know they had a ton of close games last year, but I still think they're a good team, and I don't think it was phony. Uh, so I'll lay the five. And didn't the Bucks have some issues today with one of the running backs who was in the mix? Uh, who did not get the starting gig, and then he just did not show up today. So I think there's a little tumult in uh, Buck camp, so I'll lay the five. And if it was a position that was more important than running back, I, I would care. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I assume we're all backing Derek Carr in his debut as a New Orleans Saint, as a three-point favorite. Yes. Really? I will. I will, but I don't love it. But it is a home game, and they are pretty damn good at home. Okay. I'll go Tennessee. Even though I, okay. I do have a, I do have a bet on Tennessee to have the worst record in the NFL at twenty-one to one, and Demond and I both have a bet that I've got under their finishing, you know, over their finishing position of two and a half in the division. I'll take a three with the uh, the Tennessee Titans. So Demond's going against his own team. Non-divisional game. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Lack of motivation. San Francisco at Pittsburgh, two and a half. Steve. Uh, let's do it. I'm taking the Steelers. Uh, Nick Bose is not going to be out there, and if he is, he's not 100%. You know what? I'm really starting to get annoyed with uh, little Shanny and the, the everyone genuflecting at his feet. So Steelers plus the points. Yep. Demon? You know what, Steve? You convinced me. I'm going Steelers, too. Oh, wow. Wow. Finally, the triumvirate. Very, wasn't much of a pitch. No, I was right. <laughs> but the triumvirate, we're, uh, look at this. The first time we are all simpatico here. Give me the Steelers. Uh -huh. Wrong team favorite. I'm going to go that they far. Hey, I'll tell you this. That offensive line is worse in four out of the five positions than people think it is for San Francisco. And that's a really good defensive front that they got to face today with a quarterback who I don't care if he was good over the course of five games. He was the last pick of the NFL draft. Just throwing that out there. Arizona-Washington. How about this, Steve? We were talking about this. Beecham is now out. You've got two other guys. Marquise Brown is questionable. Like The, the Cardinals just don't care anymore. This is going to be amazing. Commanders are laying seven. Give me all seven of those points with the Arizona Cardinals. Right there with wow. you. Wait, wait, who are you taking? Do you even know what he said? Oh, what did he say? I said, I'm taking the points with Arizona. I'm taking He's plus taking seven. the Cardinals. I'm taking the Cardinals. <laughs> he I'm reversed shocked. it on us. I'm going to shock these. <laughs> taking Washington. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm not asking Sam Howell to win by eight or more yeah. points. I'm going to take Washington, but I don't understand when it seems like the world is laughing at the Cardinals, why this number's not moving off seven. Yeah. 
So I'm still going to lay it, but I'm very nervous about it. Not even seven and a half. You're right. Just sitting at seven this entire time. You know, John Von Model makes it seven. Exactly. How about right, that? Here we go. Here we go. Jordan Love, Justin yep. Field Showdown. I'll just Ooh. I'll jump out in front of all you guys. I'm taking the Bears. Well, here's the thing. As we talked about earlier, Christian Watson not going to play. Romeo Dubs questionable. My guy Jordan Love's in a dicey spot, but I got to stick to my guns. He's going to win on the road. Not a chance. Bears. Okay. By the way, Steve, we did add to our bet. Uh, I said that if the PFF grade is within 10 points, but the other team or the other quarterback sweeps. So, for example, if Jordan loves Jordan Love leads by 10 points. Oh, man, we're already up against that. That went until 57. All right, really quickly. Now 50, 54-50 now. So we uh, might have to just might have to tweet out the rest of the picks. Pick one more game. All right, Vegas-Denver. Three and a half in favor of Denver. That's a good one to take. I think Denver's going to roll. They okay. own the Broncos, Raiders. Uh, give me Las Vegas in an upset, outright win. All right, Steve, uh, really quick, broadcast UNLV football tomorrow against Michigan. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Extended, too, right? Yep, 11, hour, 11, thir- 11 hours, 11.30, one-hour pregame now, the Ted Wings uh, UNLV football pregame show. Make sure you check out the weekend programming as well. We'll see you.